can't get enough of that song. Welcome into episode number nine. I'm here with Spence, my good old friend. Spence, how you doing today? Well, it's Tuesday, picking a poke. I'm doing great. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Now we have a full show. We were putting together our ideas and realized we had a lot of bullet points. So before we get to that, just want to mention you can follow us on Facebook at Before and After Podcast or on Instagram at Before After Podcast. Apparently, Before and After was taken that's right so and if you already listen to us right now on whatever platform it is you can listen to it anywhere else you want depending on what happens and then one last thing is our before and after hours special 10th episode podcast is next spencer are you excited for it you bet i am an entire episode dedicated to the fans I'm, I'm excited for this one what about you yeah i am we put this together because we get a lot of late night listeners and by late night i mean after midnight so I don't know what it is, but apparently we're doing something right. right. I love it. So let's get right down to it. We have a before on Red Dead Redemption 2. It came out last year, 2018, October 26th. Spencer, what's uh, we both bought it around that time. What are you thinking about it? How'd you feel? At the time, I I played the first Red Dead, and I actually even played the game before that, Red Dead Revolver, on ps2 i believe i didn't know that was a thing yeah one one for every console generation all right but uh i was hype level to the max i was so excited for this one what about you well the first game came out so long before it there was such a gap in between and they worked endlessly on this yeah what was it like 2011 something like that i remember playing it middle school maybe yeah but the game's great beforehand i was just like there was such a hype around it it was on every podcast every review and just i saw commercials for it so before i bought it i was like you can have all my money (laughs) rockstar is a weird one in that they advertise on tv you'll see commercials for the newest grand theft auto or for red dead i never see that with literally any other game you're just watching tv and you see a commercial i never see that anywhere else no and i think that's what's so great about it and even for those people who played it when we did we're much older now yeah so it's hitting just older people as well as our group right now it shows you the scale this is gonna be a huge game and well spoiler alert i think it delivered on that yeah at over 100 gigabytes the game really delivers on letting you do whatever the hell you want yeah. whenever you want to whoever whoever you want and I don't know if that's a good thing or a downfall. You were mentioning before it was just too much before. Yeah, and I think I'm going to dip into that a lot more on the after section. So we'll stick to that. If you haven't bought it yet, it's $30 now on the last day on Amazon Prime Day. Uh, The soundtrack throughout, if you just love that Western soundtrack, it's on Apple and Spotify. But one last thing I wanted to hit on was that they continue to add new clothes and gear. Well, I think that Rockstar is really good with keeping up with their games. We saw with GTA Online... They're still adding stuff to that thing. And that game came out in 2013. Rockstar is really great about even if a game doesn't hit the way it's supposed to, they keep with it. And you got to love more content for anything, even if it's not something that you would totally love. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of GTA Online, but it's just something to do every now and then with friends. I I think that that's a lot of fun. Unlike uh, the game Anthem that recently came out, huge hype behind that. And it seems like 
It's, the, yeah, that's been abandoned. <laughs> developers are hands off now. Yeah. So they're done with that. Another thing we're going to go into. So that was the before on Red Dead Redemption 2. Episode 11 will be the after on that where Spencer will go off on why he doesn't like it. Oh, I does did. Like it. You'll find out then. All right. So we're huge fans of Rainbow Six Siege. Been playing it for about four years now and they continue to add new modes. Uh, the last mode was what, Infected or something? Uh, I think the last one was Rainbow is Magic. I forgot all about that because I wanted to forget about it. Yeah, you know, uh, it was like the, in the, the pink teddy bears. The pink teddy bears, and it w- took place in the kid's bedroom on the map house. I loved that <laughs> so much. That being said, that game I was kind of stupid. Wasn't too much about it. They just do it so you can spend your R6 credits, get yeah. some new skins, which when you see the new skins, you feel like you're left out. So, <laughs> but now they have a 3v3 uh, Western theme showdown event, and I'm pretty sure it's wrapping up in the next couple of days. Uh, I mentioned it's a 3v3, and it takes place in Fort Truth, and the map is exclusive for this event. It's a small map for yes. star. It, it's a really neat map. There's like a whole abandoned mine shaft. You're you're very in this Western, really small, like abandoned little ghost town kind of destroyed buildings and everything around there is like mine shaft. Uh, it's really cool it's a small map though it is and if you play rainbow six siege you know you have to set up when you're playing defense stuff like that there's a whole uh 30 to 45 seconds planning phase but when i'm going around this map and i came upon like the abandoned mine and stuff like that i kind of wanted to find something in there but that's not rainbow six i wonder if there because rainbow every now and then throws some easter eggs in there like on uh I believe it's Fortress. They added the, if you hit the block of clay, it turns into the Tachanka statue where he's all like buff and everything because Lord Tachanka. Lord Tachanka. But uh, I, I wonder if there are any little nods to possibly what they're working on next. What is their next event? That's what I, I'm very curious to see. But they released this and people were excited to play it. We played it and it's very quick and you have some old time guns, old time hats as you're all sheriffs, and it's played by Ash, Glaz, Twitch, Capitao, Caviera, Maverick, Rook, Maestro, Alibi, and Kaid. Didn't realize there was that many. Last impressions you got on this game when you were playing it, or when we were playing it? Um, I am not a good shot. I think my teammates yeah. will tell you that first. <laughs> I am not an accurate shooter. So <laughs> These guns seem worse. These The guns that they give you, it's the shotgun, I believe it's Vigil and Dokebi shotgun, the boss G, and then whatever that Python six shooter thing is, biggest recoil, biggest spread ever. If you're not an accurate shooter, this is going to be a horrible mode for you. And it was tough because when we first played, we picked the characters that we like in there. So I picked Ash thinking, you know, she'd have her regular gun. And I didn't even realize she didn't until I shot. And I was like, was that a shotgun? Other than armor and speed, everybody is exactly the same. Everybody's got the same weapons, and they all have some sort of different crazy-looking uniform. I think Maverick looks incredibly cool. I I love what they've done with it. Much better than the pink teddy bear stuff. Yeah, a million times better. And the announcer is actually really cool. Yes. He gets into like that Western, the Wild West (laughs) kind of a thing. It's so great. It's much better than, uh, what is it, like, go save Mr. Bear or whatever it was. (laughs) That was... That was dumb, but this is, it's, it's neat, but I, I, it's not that great. Should they keep those 
game modes inside the game or should they continue to take them away? I'd be shocked if anybody says, oh, take that extra content out of here. I honestly, I didn't want them to take out what was the what is it plague contagion the one where you're like fighting yeah, there was a story mode with it people or yeah. something like that i didn't love that but i had fun with it when you play it with friends and whatnot it's something different especially for the game that we solely play yeah most of the time i uh i'd be really i like what's the reason behind taking it out it doesn't look like it takes much to run either no it doesn't one at all tiny map so I, even if you're not the biggest fan of it, I still want it in there. Exactly. Yeah. So let's move on. We got some news for 13 Reasons Why. Have you seen it, by the way? I have not. I've heard about it, though. Okay. The, a lot of people have heard about it. A lot of people have said things about <laughs> it. So 13 Reasons Why raises, you know, it touches on suicide, suicide prevention, all that stuff. Uh, Hannah Baker is the main character, and she is the one who ends up killing herself, and her tapes are released throughout telling her story inside of things. And I think they're going on to season three right now. But I want to bring your attention to season one. If you've seen it, there's the scene where she does end up killing herself and they show it. It's like three minutes long and they kind of just show everything. And I mentioned to you before, she just bleeds out that time and you you just watch. That just sounds brutal. Exactly. So it seems like you're against having that part in the show yeah i wouldn't be in favor of that if you already knew she was she killed herself do you need to see how uh i no, we don't need to see how if we heard how i think that's good enough you know the tell us don't show us kind of a thing all right well netflix went back and edited out that controversial three minute suicide scene uh netflix heard from a lot of young people for, that watched 13 reasons why and it, they said it encouraged them to start conversations about difficult issues like depression and suicide and get help often for the first time and that's kind of what they aim to do gets you to speak out and not hide your feelings like hannah baker did in a way now the scene took place in tape 7 slide a and it showed hannah baker looking into a mirror contemplating her life she then sat into a bathtub where she took razor blades and the rest follows but it's three minutes and you do see a lot of blood before the parents walk in and then the parents do discover her so brian yorkie the show's creator explained his reasoning in creating the graphic scene and he said our creative intent in portraying the ugly painful reality of suicide in such graphic detail in season one was to tell the truth about the horror of such an act and make sure no one would ever wish to emulate it hearing that would you still want that scene in there spence not at all uh and this is a strange question this is in season one yeah yes they show that season two goes into the trial and there's a lot of fallout is so season one obviously has been on there for quite some time a few years what's the uh wonder why they're taking it out now oh that's true that's an uh, that's something kind of interesting is there something worse that they have planned to show <laughs> and they're just like all right enough's enough with this well i know you as you can imagine they received a ton backlash would, for it i would imagine but to take a few years to then decide you're going to take it out of the season one i don't know it's a little interesting i i personally know i wouldn't want to see something like that you can talk about it uh, you know because that's going to pertain to the story obviously but I don't think showing it is going to really advance the conversation about suicide prevention as a whole. Just showing how somebody dies isn't saying, hey, by the way, you need to talk about your problems. I think you can do that without showing this gruesome murder in a sense. And it watches her slowly cut herself and everything like that. It's very gruesome, as yeah. he mentioned, but he's uh, Yorkie teamed with Netflix and uh, agreed 
and said, no one scene is more important than the life of the show and its message that we must take better care of each other. Now the scene itself, I believe it simply cuts out the part where she gets in the tub and all that stuff. And it just leads to her in the mirror and then it cuts to her parents finding her. So you cut out all the gruesome details. I, I think that's a good choice of editing right there. You can. It's a serious show, so, and it's about suicide. I think you can fill in the details in your head as much as I wouldn't want to, but I, I, I think that this is probably the right decision for Netflix. What about you? Well, it's set in the high school, too, and it takes out that just, I don't know, a lot of people don't think it'll ever happen to them or there are people close to them, so kind of seeing it, you just see the gruesome side to it. I don't know. It's a tough topic to talk about. It is. It really yeah. is. This is, our, this is our Ted Bundy episode, basically. It, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely in favor of them cutting it out. I'm glad that they're doing it. And I, I still feel like now I haven't seen the show. So take this with a grain of salt. But I feel like the message of the show would still be there in that, hey, speak out. You can stop this kind of a thing. Whereas if you're just showing this gruesome thing if that's the whole crux of your show maybe your show doesn't have a lot of substance solid take right there all right let's get away from all that stuff and move on to something different some comic book news uh the tales from the dark multiverse the death of superman number one so it offers a different take on the 1992 battle between superman and doomsday in superman number seven in this alternate universe superman stays dead if you remember from that but lois lane becomes the eradicator to avenge his death but not only that, she turns into becoming a full-timer against never-ending battles between heroes and villains for good. I, you know, we've seen three animated movies dealing with the death of Superman, and then Batman v Superman, and then Justice League, all dealing with that one story of Superman versus Doomsday. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's the Batman and Joker thing. It's, come on, there's other stories to tell. Uh, how, how do you feel about this? Would you want to read something like that? Uh, I like the cover of it. The cover got me into it a little bit, seeing the Lois Lane looking dark and just pissed off. It's cool that they're going a different way with it and still making new comic book series today. I really love whenever, you know, you'll get these um, multiverse events or uh, um, Elseworlds events where it's just like, hey, what if instead this happened? Or in Spider-Man, they did one where it was, what if Gwen Stacy didn't die? I love that kind of stuff. It's usually a one-off kind of a thing, so I would imagine this will just be a small mini-series out of continuity. She had to. Gwen, I saw that on my birthday, and she died. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yeah. Yeah. That ruined my birthday. That's just not a good movie. (laughs) It just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But, uh, no, I'm excited for this one. I'm hoping it'll be good. Uh, I'd be curious to know who the writer is for this one. Can't seem to find that, but... uh, Yeah, I I would definitely want to check this one out. Well, on that, let's take one quick break and get back with some movie news. Welcome back once again to Before and After. We're moving on to a little bit of, uh, we're changing topics here. From comics, we're going to movies. Or not movies, but like a mini-series. This first one, yes, mini-series. Next ones are movie. <laughs> we gotta get better at organizing these. 
it's got it's got the budget of a movie and yeah. it's it's a movie topic so you know what it's a movie we're talking about the mandalorian vince what do you got for me on that not a big star wars fan but it is as you said it was the first disney plus show or will be i believe that the when disney plus debuts episode one of mandalorian should be available and that will have cost how much spence uh, it's about $15 million per episode there. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so to put that into comparison, the first season of Game of Thrones was around $6 million an episode and um, and obviously went up as it went up. But the final season was $15 million in its final season per episode. You're talking about a show about an IP that a lot of people love. People love Star Wars. But you're talking about $15 million first season versus game of thrones which was like one of the, the biggest shows in a long time yeah. which was six in the first season yeah disney's got a lot riding on There's this something thing happening. <laughs> i don't know is this a mini series i don't know if this is something do they have plans for more i i'm not a huge boba fett guy so i don't know too much well it says the whole this. season costed around 120 million I mean, they make Transformers movies for cheaper than that. I mean, this is this is huge. I, I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna see that money, though. I'm sure it's actually. It's probably gonna look incredible. All right. So according to my calculations, it's eight episodes. If eight it comes episodes. out to one twenty, that's not a lot. So they better be. I, I'm assuming they're gonna be forty-five to an hour long episodes i would assume so yeah so they're gonna get a decent amount but 15 million i know a star wars background and stuff like that a lot of effects there but you know this is really interesting because this disney plus thing is gonna have a lot of original shows especially for the mcu and stuff like that we got that loki thing uh winter soldier and falcon uh hawkeye uh, there's a lot there's just a lot there and i'm curious you know is this the budget for those two this is this is this is really expensive. If I was a Disney executive, I'd be like, "Do we really need to spend that yeah, much on that?" Save some money in our startup. We could just make a Star Wars movie for 120 yeah, you million. You could. So I'm really interested to see what does this mean for the platform of Disney Plus as a whole. Is this what we can expect? Big budget production on all of these shows or miniseries? Well, what do you think? Oh, I. I think that's a great way to look at it, especially for if they're going to be taking down Netflix. They've already pulled some stuff there and canceled a bunch of Marvel shows, but I just like where they're going with it. And I think they're going to create a lot of great content if you can make movie level uh, just size-wise through the money. Yeah, I feel like certain channels, I don't want to name anything in particular because I don't want to bash on somebody's favorite show or anything like that. But I think certain channels, it's just like, oh, I wish this wasn't made for that because with a better budget, that could have looked so much better. I don't think anybody's going to have that complaint when it comes to this. Well, looking at it that way, then they spent $15 million an episode. Mandalorian, it's strictly going to be the content because they had the money to make it good. So it's strictly just the content that's going to be having to back it up. That's true. Now, you hope it's a good show. Because otherwise. Because otherwise, you're, you're, in, you're in for a massive bill there. A little bit. <laughs> All right, Shazam 2, Spence, that's your thing. I don't know Shazam too well. Now, I saw the first Shazam, and I had a really good time with that. What about you? Have you seen the first one? I have not, but you know I like to fall asleep during movies a lot, so that, <laughs> I could add that to the list probably. Now, Shazam 2 didn't blow everybody away at the box office. I think it made $300 million on a budget of 100 so it definitely made money. But there's been nothing 
on Shazam 2. Well, real quick, you saw Shazam in Philly, right? I did, yes. And you said people were clapping at the end? People were clapping when there, anytime there was an establishment shot of the skyline oh, of Philadelphia. Oh, I gotcha. And then the end, it was just, people had fun with that one, I guess. <laughs> uh, I did too, but not to the level of Philadelphia that everybody else did. Um, but there's been nothing new with Shazam 2 to the point where it's just like, okay, it's just not going to happen. Which, you know, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Well, according to Zach Levi, Shazam 2 is going to happen, and it's it's coming soon. He, when he was interviewed, he said, the only thing that I know is that they want to make this as soon as possible because those kids are growing up like weeds. So if we don't do it in like the next two days, they're going to be full-grown adults. It's true. It could for happen. starters, I love Zach Levi. But I, for a movie that didn't perform to the scale of Aquaman that made over a billion dollars... What do you think? Is this the right idea for DC to just be cranking out new material of something that didn't didn't blow everybody away? See, I still don't get why they would want to do that if you just leave it as is. But they have an idea. Some people liked it. They can run with it. Probably make a better second. I think that's what they're hoping for. Mature the actors a little bit. You said the kids. There was a lot of young kids in there or what was it? Yeah, it takes place in uh, like an orphanage kind of a thing. And there's a lot of young kids. Now, were they fully involved? Did they have big bigger parts at all or uh the, the kids actually played a major part in the story so there is a there is a decent number of lines i never i never thought like whenever you see a kid actor you're just like oh boy all right here we go <laughs> but i never for a second thought like oh come on that kid's a bad actor or anything like that it was they actually did a really good job with that so if they can keep that same dynamic which obviously they got to do it soon. I I'd be interested. And merchandise wise, they've already put it out there, already made it. Just keep running it. I think it's easier than coming up with a new idea. And yeah. Fully recasting. Yeah, it'd definitely be a lot harder. So that works for them. Shazam two. Why, why do you think it took that little bit of a gap of hearing absolutely nothing? I for him to say it's coming soon. This isn't even from Warner Brothers directly. This is from the lead actor. I honestly thought. Whenever you don't hear anything about, you know, a movie, eh, it generally means it didn't, it wasn't that great to executives. How much money did it make, really? They don't care if it's not any good. It's about the money. So I just figured, oh, all right, they weren't happy with it. They're going to do something else. But now we're hearing this. I'm assuming, did Zach Levi accidentally let the cat out of the bag? Is this something that they're going to debut at Comic-Con later this week? I'd be kind of interesting. It's something to save it for another thing. Our last topic it's going to be back to the Avengers. Here we go again. Yep. <laughs> it is, I believe, Avengers Endgame or from yesterday is $7 million behind Avatar for the top spot of the oh, biggest grossing release movie of all time. is all they need. Uh, the Russo brothers are uh, going on a thank you tour. Is this necessary, though? Why not? It's like Bruce Springsteen. You just gotta. The tour is called We Love You 3000 Tour. Uh, if you don't know what that is, shame on you. Um, it looks like it's going to be starting at Hall H, which is the biggest convention, you know, the biggest convention hall at Comic-Con. And it looks like it's going to be starting on Saturday. And it looks like it's going to be going for a couple months. There are going to be a couple of stops in between. And it is, quote, a celebration for the fans of the MCU. Now, do you know if they're bringing any actors with them? I have no idea. So if it is just the two of them, what are you expecting? I have no idea. All right. What is it that they can show us? I mean, when they re-released Endgame, 
they showed us a scene. It was like unfinished CGI of a Hulk scene, but it wasn't finished. So, I mean, do they have more of that? Well, they definitely have more footage that they didn't show, but is it just more of that? Because, like, who would go to that? Yeah, if they're going to be doing the We Love You 3000 tour, uh, obviously talk about Avengers, but do you think they will look ahead and actually release ideas that they've had going further? I want to know what exactly is the Russo brothers plan for the later MCU. Are they even involved in it? I know they want to move on to do a couple of other things, but does that mean move on entirely from the MCU? Like Robert Downey Jr. wants to just get out of it or are they still in this thing? I apparently all of our questions will be answered on Saturday. Well, I guess you'll have to stick around for that. Yeah. We'll have to include that up on Facebook and Instagram when the news finally does come out. Spencer, episode nine wrapping up. Final thoughts. I, th- I think this is one of our best, to be honest. One of our best. One of our best. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, like I said before, you can follow us on Facebook at Before and After Podcast. And then, of course, on Instagram, you can see our lovely pictures at Before After Podcast. And just keep listening on any platform you want to. That's going to do it for Before and After. I'm Vince. I'm Spence. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.